some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. Hello. Hello, we're back. We had a week off. Dan has moved house. I've moved house. I've moved. I've moved closer to Mike, but yeah, in the last two weeks, I've seen the, probably the least of him that I've ever seen of him, ever. And in the last two weeks. Mate, I'm bit... Yeah, it's because I'm busy moving back to the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're moving back there, <laughs> looking at houses in Sheffield, Doncaster. You know all the all the glorious yeah. places. Um, no, but, no but even but even yeah, but, yeah. no, but even um, but even like talking to you, I still haven't. We haven't actually spoke much the last couple of weeks since the shoot. We've just been all over the place. You've been in the UK. I've been moving. It's been um, it's been crazy. We just haven't. Um, now we're about like I say, fifteen minute walk apart, and we just haven't seen each other. Do you know what though? Like. <sighs> We've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I, like moving about, being an online coach, you can work from anywhere. Fuck off! It's absolute bollocks. Unless you, you know, unless you're a shit online coach, and then yeah, you can yeah. you can work from anywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, sending sending a text saying grind harder isn't hard, is it? That's all right. You you, you can do that anywhere. You can literally yeah. do that anywhere, so it's fine. Um, but like people on my updates this week have gone, oh, I hope you enjoyed England and stuff like that. No, 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 I didn't because I worked nine out of the 11 days and the work that I was doing was more stressful because I was having to do check-ins from a Costa than in the luxury of my own fucking home with good Wi-Fi, a nice office and quiet surroundings. Um, at, one po- at one point, a group of, uh, no shit you, monks sat down. Monks. And you but think, you fit right in. at least they're going to be quiet. No. No. <laughs> it's like, but, but you think, oh, at least they're going to be quiet. No. No, they weren't. It was like the Monk football team on tour. Like, they were, like, giving it all that fucking laughing joke. Fucking hell, I thought you were supposed to be silent. Come on. <laughs> Honest to God, I couldn't believe it. So about seven or eight of them walked in with their orange kind of robes on, you know, all the ball downs and all that jazz. And then I just thought, oh, fucking bit of peace and quiet. Oh, my <laughs> God. They might as well have got, had the fucking megaphones out. Football chants, fucking going on. I'd say oh, all they need God, now is Vuvuzelas. Remember them, Vuvuzelas from the World Cup. That's all they need, isn't it? Yeah. I think, um, you, mate, as well, what is it about you? You, you attract these people. You attract this. I, I've, ever since I've known you, you attract... If anyone else has said that, or eight monks came in and started singing and chanting or whatever, I'd be like, bollocks, didn't happen. There's no, I've never seen eight monks in my life. But yet with you, I know it's true because I've been with you when we've met that no, person who's like... No one will believe it. But I yeah, haven't you, seen. You I, I haven't seen eight monks cumulative in thirty-three years. All of a sudden, they're next to me in Costa while I'm doing a check-in, and they're the rowdiest monks I've ever seen. Um, but uh, but yeah, like people have said, you know, did you enjoy this and that? And no, not really, because it's just it's just work, you know. It's just it's just work. So it's just the same thing, just in a different country mm. with bad politics by the looks of things uh, and dreadful weather that's an, that's an understatement um, yeah fucking hell mate what is going on they're locking well, I, I, people down again and um, 
the antics that's going on in number 10. The updates I've had from clients this week have been like, oh, you got out at the right time, didn't you? And I'm looking at it going, yep, I fucking did. <laughs> I definitely got out at the right time. But, um, in it, they're but, yeah, just starting oh, to look down, aren't they? Unbelievable. Like, it's, but do you know what? Like, people have asked me actually, like, with the whole move, and, and they've sort of said, oh, you know, it's a great move, all this sort of stuff. What's, you know, what's been the, the catalyst for it, and all this sort of thing. And obviously, there's loads of things that have come into it, but genuinely, one of the reasons was to escape the politics in that country, like genuinely one of the reasons was that country is going down the shit pan. Like there's no doubt about it. Um, it's, it, you just only have to look at that and how it's run. It's scary. It's scary. Like what's come out about those parties and stuff. It's just like, it's not unbelievable at all. It's very believable, but it's just scary to think yeah. that people, these people are running the country and I'm like, it's just a big boys club. They have no clue what they're doing. They don't care about it's anyone. And it's, it's just one big boys club, isn't it? Um, oh, it's just, I just, man just think it's 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 not funny but it also kind of is funny you kind of have to laugh because if you don't you know, <laughs> oh. you'll cry oh excuse you it's just sneeze. sneeze there we go yeah i've, uh, um, I've got a cold but it's probably something more serious but I, I tend to shrug stuff like this off so like to me it's probably <clears throat> it would it this would floor a lesser man um but uh but as you all know i'm 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 solid so um it hasn't floored me to be fair, when, the last time that I did go, um, so, so for example, when I went for my COVID jab, they couldn't believe it when I walked in. They were like, oh my, Jesus Christ. They were like, how are we gonna get the needle into his arm? Because they were saying my, my muscles are so dense. They were saying, I'm more like genetically made up like a racehorse, is what they were saying. They were like saying, wow, Jesus Christ, we've never, yeah. they, they broke three needles trying to get it into to my arm and mm. in the end they had to get another nurse with a hammer to knock it in just to pierce the delt because they were saying god the body's fat around around your yeah. delts are so low so muscular so i do find it hard to get vaccinated against you know viruses diseases yeah. whatever but luckily yeah, my immune yeah. system was quite good i just shake them off yeah. so so yeah yeah i'm struggling yeah. How, was, how was that mythical covid jab was that all right was it that mythical covid jab not yeah, hurt, no, it didn't matter. No, it was, it was, it was okay. Then. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, okay. But it was. Oh dear. But um, but yeah, there's the news, guys. Is that I've been in Dubai now nearly a week and I haven't even seen Mike. So there you go. That was oh, a waste of time. The amount it? of Maybe. times I've heard this, you have heard from me because it's usually been saying shut up talking about this. He must have told <laughs> everybody that we've spoken to. I've not seen him. I'm not seeing him. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's uh, not, it's uh, not come uh, around. Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> <laughs> too many questions too many questions yeah cool come live close to me he said it'll be funny said yeah yeah sure. oh we're, we're filming all it's been Don't is bloody expensive to that. oh okay now <laughs> with, what, come on. with what camera with what camera we'll, we'll be filming we, i've got a camera i've got uh i've got two cameras actually i don't even know what use them for <laughs> i don't use them forgot about that um I've got the, a little Sony point and shoot. That's right, point and shoot. I know the terminology. Uh, and the uh, the other one, <laughs> the the Canon, the Canon one. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Canon the, one. The big, the big one. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we'll do a bit of filming. We're the, back. The, the non the non point and shoot. Yeah. Um, it might not be a YouTube episode because we've not got a, a videographer or editor or anything like that. But uh, we'll uh, we'll probably be back on camera this uh, this week because I think we're gonna have. A bit of a business day, a bit of a catch up and, and whatnot, but uh, it's going to be fun. Already got some formulate ideas, man. Ideas mainly. Um, lots of stuff mm. in the pipeline. Um, so watch your space. 
What are we talking about now? Uh, we should talk about... I went out with my client, actually, on um, Tuesday. So he came to the buy right for a week, and I've known him six years. He's been my client for six years. Well, he's been his coach for six years. Why has he stayed for you that long? Well, because I'm excellent, mainly. Um, good retention rates, sure. Um, but he flew out here, and he was like, oh, fucking hell, like, really wanted to meet you. Oh, I love you, Mike. He listened avid. Uh, the reason why I say this is because there's an avid podcast listener. He said he saves our podcast. He only listens to two or three. Saves our podcast, and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, and I don't know what the point was. I've got absolutely no, no idea what the point was. He wants to come on it. That's one. Um, and he would actually be a good story. Just like we've had Jimmy and Dan on before. He would actually be a good story. But there was absolutely no point to that. Absolutely no point. Um, yeah, that's it. There was no point to that. Has he paid you just to mention his name on this podcast? Is that what it was? He just paid you, hasn't he? He just paid you. Oh, just mention my name. Well, I didn't mention his name. Oh, there you go. Don't mention his name then. Don't mention right. it. We'll, we'll see. Go. We'll see. We'll see. Could be any. We'll could be anyone. Of people, anyone on. But um, he was saying he was saying that he loves like uh, the beginning, the beginning bit, um, and also the, the the funny bit. But he was saying like, and again, it, it was quite nice to hear because we kind of just churn this this out, and we're like, is anyone actually bothered? Uh, because you don't leave us any fucking reviews. I tell you that. Um, so reviewers, please share it. All of that, you know, fucking whatever. Load it up. Um, Put it on your walls and stories and all of this and feeds. So do all of that, Jazz. You sound so old when you say that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, do all that. Do all of that. All of that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't actually know whether it's valuable. So if it is, just fucking tell us and tell your friends about it. Um, so, but he was saying it's really, really good, really valuable. Help helps him a lot and stuff like that. So what we're we talking about this year? No, not this year. This episode, which is being filmed this year. So I was correct. So what are we talking about, Daniel? I need to stop talking. Well, no, you need to carry on talking because I've got a bit of a sore throat and I'm just gonna, gonna be a bit annoying. I think, oh. it's just not my voice is not annoying anyway. Fucking moan best of from your end, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Always, mate. You know this. Come on, you know this by now. It's because I have to put up with you, so that's why. Oh, yeah, it's so you know? difficult. It's just over the years. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is, mate, so yeah. Difficult. Over the years, it's just all the positivity has been drowned yeah. out. Do you know what I mean? Dealing oh, with it you. must be so um, hard working with me. It bloody well is, mate, yeah. Um, I was saying I had a consultation call with someone today, um, actually. And he was chatting about how he was reflecting on the year and he'd realised that he'd got to this point in the year and he realised that he was in exactly the same spot he was last December. And I think it's when... People talk about January being like, oh, I'm going to do this in January. I'm going to do that in January. And a lot of people decide that on like December the 30th, do you know, like they're just on a whim. Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to change. Well, you're not. So don't worry about it. It's the people that are thinking about it now. So like December is quite a good time for reflection. Again, you're seeing a lot of friends, you know, you've got Christmas parties, you've got socials, you've got seeing family and people always reflect on the year at this time. I think that's, it's, it's I've, I've been doing it, for example, with the move, obviously that's brought up a few things and reflecting on that. And I think it, it was really interesting to hear him say that. He didn't want to be sat here next December in the same position. And it was just like really interesting to have that conversation with him where he was like, no, I want to get started now. I want to get going now. He's like, he's got a few socials next week, but he was like, no, I need to start this now. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you're an idiot if you start in January because you're an adult. You can start whenever you want, right? But my point is that if you're deciding now to start in January, that's very different to deciding on the 30th of December that you're going to make a change because you've eaten too many, too many 
fucking celebrations or whatever. And I think that's the key thing is it's you can decide now what you're going to do next year and you can decide to pull the, the trigger in January, whatever it is. But I think it's a really important time for people to reflect on, well, am I better than where I was last December? Have I done this year what I said I would? Because the people that set those goals and set those challenges now are the ones that will see them through. And I don't know if we talked about this last time on the podcast, but a lot of my clients who've done very, very well are often people who sign up in November and December because they're the type of people that reflect on those things and they set those goals ahead of time rather than, rather than reacting to a situation. They're more proactive. Um, so yeah, that's what we can, we can discuss, if you would like, Michael, rather than making silly faces. So you can so, see yeah. my face? Because I can't see your face. I can see your face. Unfortunately, out your face, which is probably a good thing. Um, but probably for the yeah, best. No. Yeah. What's what's that phrase? Um, what is it? It's a goal without a plan is just a dream, right? Is that that's that's a phrase, isn't it? Which is quite the philosopher. Well, okay. All right, mate. Um, mate, why don't you go for a CD after saying that? Nothing else. What in it? Yeah. Oh, I love these sea dips. No, you don't. And do you know what? You've made a rod for your own back now because you've told us how much you love doing them. You know, and we are talking about Jamie Oliverton. Let's get it straight. You've told us how much you love doing them and you're doing them every day. You can't stop now because two years down the line, why are you doing the sea dips anymore? Well, uh, what? Too cold? Or what? what? Didn't have time? Why is it? Why is it? So you've made a rod for your own back, so yeah. you've got to keep them up now. So, um, yeah, mate, like, it is though, isn't it, right? It's, uh, what, what is it? It's a, it's a goal without a plan, it's just a dream. And that, that is true because we all have goals, but if you don't actually do anything towards it, you're never going to achieve it. And the amount of times that we do speak to people and they will look the same year in, year out. And this guy who you've spoken to probably has attempted throughout this past year to get in shape, probably has. Um, I, th I, I yeah. think what, what did he, he did he did blitz last January no he just finished blitz this year he's, he just oh, he's just done, he just done the last one. one okay cool but he, he was probably yeah, so yeah. obviously yeah. if he was reflecting last December and he said he's going to get in shape in the January or whatever and he's now sat here next December and um, he's the same he will have gone through the year periodically dieting but without actual structure without actual accountability inevitably getting bored at week two week three week four which shock horror we all do um i think people just think that they're going to find some method that they're going to stay motivated for a year that's not going to happen but yeah so I, I i've said this before where people will jump on something for three or four weeks and then jump off something for three or four weeks and then if you use that same logic, that means that for six months out of the year, they've probably been dieting and they're still the same, but yet they still felt like they put in six months of effort because they technically have. Like the people who lose five kilos and regain back five kilos and lose five kilos and regain it back and lose five kilos and regain it back, have still lost 15 kilos. They've still put in the same effort, but if they keep regaining it back every five, then they're, they're no further in front. So when people leave things to their own devices, more than not, I'm not saying you can't get in shape, but it's just so much more likely if you've got accountability and a plan. It's so much more likely because you're committing to something that I guess is going to alleviate the problems that you faced in the past because the problems that you faced in the past probably aren't knowledge. It's probably not knowledge. I think most people would have a good guess of how to get in shape. They would probably know 
I should stop eating shit, I shouldn't drink as much, I should probably exercise. So it's probably not knowledge to a, to a large extent. It probably is how you handle your weekends, how you handle socials, having an on-off diet mentality, having accountability so that you're actually thinking about um, somebody else, I guess, in the decision-making process of should I, shouldn't I eat food or should I, shouldn't I train. If you know you're checking in with Dan, terrifying as he is, and you know you've got to check in with him on Wednesday, you're less likely, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but you're less likely to make a poor choice because you've got to turn up on Wednesday and, and tell Dan what you've done. So it, the guy, whoever it is, don't mention any names, don't know any, um, but whoever he is has made a good choice there because he'll be sat there, as Dan is his coach, marginally better in a year's time. Now, if he'd have chosen me as his coach, we could <laughs> say a lot better, but he's gone for Dan and that's fine. Each to his own. Um, but in all seriousness, he won't look back. And, and, and in all honesty, he will sit there next year having not done it and have the same thought process and go, I should sign up with Dan. And he'll still be in the same position. Whereas if he takes a plunge in six months' time, he will literally go, I'm so pleased I did that. And I had this conversation with somebody literally today. I had a consultation today. Uh, and I was just like, in six months' time, you won't be sat there regretting signing up. But you could be sat there six months' time regretting that you hadn't signed up because you'll still be in the same position, believe me. Uh, I just keep talking. I don't know what's up with me. It's late and I'm full of beans. I was about to say, mate, you are full of beans, but there's a bit of a lag, I think, because I'm on the old mobile data, so I didn't want to jump in and because there's a bit of a lag on it and it just it's just annoying. But um but no, you're right. In terms of like in terms of that, he he sort of said a couple of things. He said that he knows he'll just keep doing the same things. And he had a PT, he said to me, he said, I had a PT, he's like, I know we're on a gym and he's like, all that sort of stuff. But it was only from doing blitz, his eyes were open to actually, this is more about what I'm eating and my life and socials and stuff. And, you know, even after blitz, you know, he didn't, he didn't, I think he only did like half a blitz. And again, even for that, it wasn't enough accountability for him and his lifestyle. And he realized he needed that more, more one-to-one um, touch, I suppose, to things. And, and again, he said, look, I could have just could have just carried on done another blitz or done another thing and he was like no i know i need that one-to-one detail because again he's more into the detail more into the, the overall plan and stuff like that and the accountability that the one-to-one coaching gives and as we've talked about you know that's why people don't that's why people fail with other one-to-one coaches as well because we know from from the industry that blitz is as good as other people's one-to-one coaching we it's know it is, we've seen it and we've heard it because we've had people we've had people do blitz and say it's better than one-to-one coaching so we know that our one-to-one coaching gives people that extra accountability it's not just accountability it's no you're going to be taken for a detailed plan you're going to get where you want to get to and i think that he sort of said you know i need to i needed to do something different he's like he's like, again he's had a pt he's done other things and he was like no i need to do something different and that's where i think um it was just really impressive to, ha- to have that chat with him and he just you just know someone like that's going to be driven and going to actually change because they're making that decision now to, to do something about it and likewise with the consultation call you had it will be a case of that person will go on to do good things because they've made a decision at this time of year when everyone else is sacking it off and everyone else is just using every excuse under the sun um, to gain as much weight as possible. And I've had some really good check-ins this week with people who were like, going into Christmas, they're like, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm not feeling negative. It's just like a normal month for me, normal weeks, really excited for it. And because we work with this stuff all the time, socials, holidays, all the time. It's no different. But people see it as a the last hurrah before they start their crappy diet in January. And they're not going to get anywhere like you said you're going to regret not doing it now or not taking action now because come January, you're well into your routine, you're well into your habits and you're seeing results straight away. Whereas actually you're going to have that initial couple of weeks where 
you know, it, it does take a bit of bedding in and, you know, gyms are busy and you have to find your way around it all. It's like, do it now. Like, do it now. And like I said, you know, you're an adult. You don't, you can start whenever you want to start. But I think some some of the best people that I work with committed to it now. They committed it in this time of year. The back end of the year, the last three months of the year is when they committed to it because they realized that they weren't where they wanted to be. And, and they look back over the last year and go, oh, I was in the same place this time last year. I came back from holiday, felt the same way. Dieted from a holiday, only gave it two weeks, felt rubbish, came back, felt over, felt fat, felt shit. And it's like, yeah, because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's because you keep trying to diet four weeks before your holiday in June or July and trying all the rubbish things that don't work. And it's like, they've come back and gone, actually, I'm going to invest in myself. Like you saw, I saw um, Emma's, your story today from Emma. Like I coach her... Um, her other half, Dan, and again, I was talking to him today on his update, and it's just that whole thing of like, he was like, I don't regret a single moment of this. He's like, this has been amazing. He's like, he's like seven weeks in, and he's like, I'll never go back to how I was. I was just like, it's unbelievable. Seven weeks in, the guy's never stepped foot in a gym before. His missus is a PT, right? He couldn't, again, he, he was he was overweight, couldn't get his eating habits under control from his missus. Like, again, like, not going to listen to your family and stuff like that. It just doesn't happen. We all do it. The second he got a bit of outside accountability, he was like, his whole life's been changed. He was like, my view of food, my view of everything, stress, management, sleep, energy, changed completely. And he's like, you know, give him two months, he'll be joining the gym, guarantee it, guarantee it. And all because he made that one decision to sign up. Right? And it'll, it'll change his, his life and how he views himself and how he views his physique and, and his confidence levels. And even in seven weeks, he's completely changed that altogether. Um, and like you said, I don't know anyone that's ever regretted signing up. You know, you never will. People will wait and put it off, but yeah, you've got to say, well, what are you waiting for? The I, I was talking on the updates today, and, and our, our clients stay with us well in excess of a year. I'd say, on average, our average client probably stays in excess of a year. And that's probably quite rare in this industry, unless you're like competitors who kind of stick around with their coaches because they go through gaining phases and dieting phases and stuff like that. But I'd say it's quite rare. And like I was saying, I can't remember who I was explaining to, but I was like, the worst type of client is somebody who comes to us in like April and goes, I've got holiday in June. What can we do? Nothing, no, nothing. Like you're not like, if you come to us in April for a holiday in June and you give yourself two months, that's what you're giving yourself two months. <laughs> Good luck. Like where is in reality, what you're dieting for or training for now is that holiday in June. Like, and can you imagine giving control, not control, but having a coach for a longer period of time and just what can be achieved? I put up Tiago, right, yesterday. So one of my clients, Tiago, he's worked with me for about 14 months now. And I, I put up where he was this time in December last year and where he is now. It's, it's, it's the same way. He's 81. His physique is completely, completely different. And he said to me, Mike, I'll never be, I'll never be without you. I'll, I'll always be with you because you make it so easy. He's a he's a very busy, stressful job, um, hectic social life, and he's like you just make it so easy. And he just gets better year after year after year. Now people don't know that until they actually come into coaching. And I think what people think coaching is is it's going to be this quick, short, sharp blast. They're going to get into shape really quickly for a holiday, whereas it's not. This is something that runs alongside your life where we kind of help optimize your training your nutrition around what your life is doing at that very moment in time so that you look and feel your best you have the most confidence and then that bleeds into other areas of your life like coaching is not what 
again, it's maybe it's social media, media, I don't know, because the quick, fast results sell and it's all fucking six week abs this and whatever, whatever that, but the ones who get the better results are the ones who are committed for the longer term and some of the results that we get through are not the ones like you say, Dan, who join up just before the holiday. It's the guys who join up now because they're they're, they're longer term thinking. But also as well with that, but they're but with that as well, they're like, but they're also ready for every holiday. Then like this is the thing I find odd about it is it's this whole concept of like I'm going to diet for a holiday, yeah. the holiday we're coming up. Whereas like our clients, it's like, well, no, but every holiday they feel great on. Every holiday from starting coaching because they know that they don't have to diet down just for a holiday because they actually maintain a very lean physique year round pretty much. Even I like we're just looking at Tiago there, even in his gaining phase, right? From I remember from your stories, he's still lean. He's still only six weeks of dieting away from a yeah. holiday if he really wanted to get a bit leaner. But even still, he'd probably go on holiday and feel great because he's stronger than he's ever been, bigger than he's ever been, leaner, leanest he's been at that weight. So like, it's that it's just changing that perception of oh, I'm dieting for a holiday coming up to. I'm gonna learn how to eat and train properly for every holiday I have for the rest of my life. Yeah, like it's that it's that switch in mindset of looking at it differently. It's not about the holiday. We do this with the guys with the photo shoots. It's not the photo shoot. The photo shoot is capturing a point in time when you look your leanest or whatever it might be. But it's capturing a, a stage along the journey. It doesn't mean that that in a, in a year's time because you're not in photo shoot condition, you're in a worse shape. You're still in the best shape you've been in. It's just at different stages. And it's trying to remember that and trying to trying to see that that mindset shift in clients. And I, we see it all the time when people start with us. It only takes two, three months for them to shift that mindset of, I was dieting to lose four kilos to, oh my God, I feel incredible. My energy is great. I'm feeling stronger than ever. I'm loving the gym, sleeping better, feel really confident in myself, noticing that I'm getting more done at work. People are complimenting me and it feels fantastic because my clothes fit better. That's what they. That's what they want. Like they think they want to lose four kilos, but they get all that other people stuff. People want to diet for a point in time. Is kind of, I guess, in a nutshell. People want to diet for a point in time. They'll come and they say, "I've got a holiday," or they'll be open to doing a photo shoot, or they've got a wedding. And like you've just touched on there, all we we just had twenty four people, I think, in a photo shoot last Saturday, and none of them have dieted for a photo shoot. And I, I tell this to all of my clients. Because, and it helps them after, because I haven't dieted you for a photo shoot, I've dieted you to get in the best shape of your life. We've used the, the fact of a photo shoot as being extra accountability. We've said, right, we'll have a photo shoot to capture, like you said, Dan, that, that, that minute in time where you're having that photo taken. We'll use that as extra kick up the arse because shit, there's gonna be a camera on me. But just because that date's gone, what are you left with? You're left with a physique that you can be proud of. And it's moving away from dieting for a point in time to dieting or training or looking after nutrition to feel good all of the time like there'll be a lot of people who listen to this who go i've got this coming up and i want to get in shape for that again um sonny who i went to, to dinner with my client he used to so i've known him for six years he used to come to me three months before every, before every holiday he goes on holiday you know a couple of times a year three months he'd go let's get in shape and this is the year where he's gone i ain't doing that anymore like he was like, I've kind of, I know what it's about now. I want to do what, like he referenced Lexi. So one of my clients, Lexi, they, they know each other, they're friends. Um, he's like, I want to do what he does. I just want to stay with you year round because I can see that they, you get better and better and better and that I'm not just turning up, having wasted nine months of the year. And then three months I've just dieted to end up looking the same as what I did and then to ruin it all on a holiday. And, and, that, and that's it, I'm remembering that 
dieting for a point in time, which is what most people's goals are when they come to us. I've got another guy who's, who's going on a cruise in January. And I just said to him literally today, I was like, you've told me when you joined up two months ago, you've got a cruise in January. And I'll be honest with you now, I said, I didn't really pay any attention to that because I've got to think of what your best interests are long-term and whether you want to be lean for a shoot in January, you're 68 kilos. So I'm going to coach you how you should be coached for longer term success. So we're just going to be gaining until then because you know, you're not going to be overweight. You're not going to be out of shape. So we're just going to gain. And whether you stay with me for a year or two years or not even that long, six months, I'm still going to do what's right for you. So it's just that removal of, I should be dieting for a point in time. Get rid of that. Like get rid of that diet or, and train to feel good year round. We used to do it though. We used to, we used to do it. And granted, like there'll be times where we're softer. Like right now, I'm sat a bit softer than I would like. But I'm ne I'm not so out of shape that it's it would take me six months to get in shape. Like it wouldn't do that. It would take a couple of months of me being a little bit better with my nutrition and actually moving. And then that's it. You're always within striking distance. Like you say, Tiago would look good if we just went six weeks. Let's tighten up a little bit. You're always going to be within that, and you're never going to feel out of shape again. In other news, you said that there was a lag. Do you know the international standard way of knowing if there's a lag on cameras? It's a top tip for everybody. No. It's this. Answer this question. I'd rather have a bowl of... Frosty. I mean, that is some lag for a start. But obviously <laughs> that's Cocoa Pops. But that was... So did you answer that as soon as I finished? No, I waited. Oh, so you ruined a it. Big bit of time. <laughs> so people will have thought. <laughs> fuck, up, so yeah, people will have thought you. that there is a lag. Do it properly. Do it properly. I'd rather have a bowl of. All right. Cocoa pops. That is quite a big lag. That is quite a big lag. Um, yeah, it's, there you go. I told you it was there. I did say it was there, didn't I? But yeah. mate, don't worry because next podcast we'll do, we'll be together in your office. We'll do it together. We will. And we'll give Paul a, a real, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure there's no soft furnishings. We'll make sure it's really hard for him to kind of do the sound edit. So that'd be a real test for him. So, you know, we'll get, we'll get him working on that. But um, mate, what's that? That's too much serious stuff. That's half an hour of serious stuff. What's the, what's the funny story? Go. Okay, funny story. Here we go. So this was sent to us by multiple people this week. Uh, it's a fan favourite by the looks of it. Mm. It's, uh, it's been called for by the masses and by masses, I think about three people, um, which is three times more than yeah. the amount of people that usually send us stuff. So come on, sort it out. You know, wh wh how do you expect us to come up with quality content every week? I mean, we're managing it, sure, but a bit of help. Anyway, so... <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work with a lagged laughter, do you know? Um, provided you laugh. But we're about to find yeah. out. So, Bomb Squad, you already know what it is, guys, who sent it in. Bomb Squad called... Right, now start that again, because I'm talking in lag time now. Like, Bomb Squad called <laughs> after man gets admitted to hospital with World War II bomb stuck up his bomb. Brilliant, brilliant. Fell on it, did he? Brilliant. I mean, that's what he's going to say, isn't it? But I'm 33. Well, that's what he's going to say, of course he is. That's what he's going to say. I'm 33. I've never fallen on anything that's just ended up up my bum. Never mind a World War II bomb. And, that, and that's you as well, which is saying and something. That, so if you've never done, I've it, never done it, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a recent story. 5th of December, four days ago. So 
Here we go. The bomb squad was called to a UK hospital after a man was admitted with a World War II explosive stuck inside him. This is better journalism by Lad Bible than the actual newspaper we usually use, which is saying something. But, I mean, we'll yeah. see as we go. A spokesperson for Gloucestershire Royal Hospital explained how a patient had presented with a munition in his rectum and staff were concerned the explosive could be live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, my friend, just made, just made this up, is a weapon of ass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, that's awful. Gloucestershire Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust told Insider, as with any incident involving munitions, the relevant safety protocols were followed to ensure that there was no risk to patients, staff or visitors of any time. At any time, sorry. I mean, hang on, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a risk for him. He's got, a, he's got it shoved so far inside him, it's inside him. So, I mean, there's a bit of a risk, isn't there? Just a bit of a risk for him. How, how big is this bomb? Because why imagine bombs to be they're like four foot like i refuse to believe there's not enough of a bomb left that there's no purchase like to get it back there must be enough purchase and also as well how how wide are they do you know like you must be able to just yeah i don't think it's going that far in if i'm honest i would say i'd love to see a picture of this but i wouldn't um especially we, especially if he tripped and fell on it yeah well, it's especially. gone all the way up yeah, it's gone, all, it's gone all the way up. Mm. What, you just tripped, fell on it, and it just went all the way up. Okay. No, because that's going to require some wiggling, isn't it? He's not wiggled on it. He's not, he's not fallen over on it and wiggled. Yeah. Do you know? So, mm. Not buying it, mate. By the time the bomb squad had arrived, doctors had already moved, removed the bomb, and experts were able to determine that it definitely wasn't live, and therefore not a threat to anyone at the hospital. According to The Sun, the patient explained that he slipped and fell onto the artillery shell, which, yeah, which was which was two inches wide. Okay, two inches wide. Okay, so it's not one okay. of those great... Okay. I, mean, yeah. I mean visiting one of those great big ones, you know, the ones that looks like a fucking submarine. Like, yeah, but okay, okay, okay. But I, I'm, I'm saying that two inches wide to trip and fall on that, I don't think it's happening. That's all I'm, all I'm saying. Yeah, I think... Oh, no, it's definitely not happened. No, I'm not mm. believing it. But what I'm saying is, I'm just I'm just commenting on the size of this bomb. So it's two inches wide. Okay, so it's a thin, it's a long, thin one. All right, um, and it was part of his military memorabilia collection. A source told the British newspaper, the guy said he found the shell when he was having a clear out of his stuff. He said he put it on the floor, then he slipped and fell on it, and it went up his arse. He was in a considerable amount of pain. I think he collected military memorabilia. I mean, you don't say. So, he's having a clear out. Sure. He's a military fanatic. Of course he is. <laughs> and, you know, this is just one one thing that he's placed solitary on the floor and he's, he's, he's perched it upright. He's definitely, he's definitely perched it upright. He's not laid it down. He's placed it upright. Yep. He's, defi he's definitely no. sticking up. Okay, he's definitely sticking up. And he... His, his, his pants and his trousers fallen clean off. He's, in fact, he's doing his cleaning out <laughs> naked. He's doing his cleaning out naked, and he's placed. Yeah. He, he, he's mm. got. He's, okay, that's a military bomb, and I'm going to place it standing up. Definitely standing up, and I've got no pants on. Okay, and I bet he's thinking, I definitely don't want to fall on this. 
you know, little does he know, somebody <laughs> left a banana skin out. And he's, and he's, yeah. he's flown. And of course, that uh, I, I don't know how wide a bum hole is, but it's not two inches wide, or it shouldn't be. I know that. It's not. So he's, he's felt exactly, he's thought, yeah, he thought exactly in that spot, in the room, big room, just, just stood up on its side like that. Just, that exact pinpoint where it would have to meet the, I guess, the fucking, I don't know what it's called, the top, apex. the tip. Yeah, the apex. He's fallen right onto that, the money spot, right on the apex, and gone all the way down to the point where he, he, he must have fallen down it vertically because even if the angle was off ever so slightly, he would have knocked it over. He would have knocked it and just gone that vertical all the way up. All the way up. Okay. So this is this is <laughs> yeah. the plan. And and this... when he fell over when he fell over as well, he definitely definitely didn't when you trip and fall, you definitely don't put a hand down you know, you don't definitely don't fall on like a shoulder or, you know, yeah. you put your foot down or anything like that. You don't fall on anything else. You no. just have your legs in the air, arms up in the air. And the first point of contact is the anus to the floor. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's how it works. That's how you fall over. Yeah. So that's the story that he's going for anyway. Um, so the explosive ordinance disposal team later confirmed that the 17 centimeter by six centimeter was a 57 millimeter shell that was typically fired from six pounder, pounder anti-tank guns. So 17 centimeters, yeah, like half a ruler, roughly. So yeah, so if you're a military enthusiast, a little bit weird, that, if you were gonna shove something up your bum, if you were that inclined, it would be that. So I'm just saying, I'm not making any accusations, but it does sound about the right length no. that, that something would be going up your bum. If you were gonna do it, okay, it would be that, okay? Just saying. But he, he didn't. He just want to make this clear. I, I can also imagine as I can always imagine as well that I don't. I don't think that I. I I'm just going to say it, I don't think that that would against skin. I don't think it would. It would slide particularly well. No. Either. No, I think I it don't might think need it would some to... some sort of lubrication. Lubrication. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. Yeah. So there was that on there as well. Probably. Unlikely. I assume there was probably that on it as well. He was cleaning it, so he, he must have just put something on it as he was cleaning it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. and then must he just it. accidentally fell on it naked. Um, but yeah, this story comes a month after a report, uh, after a report revealed people putting stuff inside their bum cost the UK's health service around £340,000 a year. Brilliant. From hairbrushes, <laughs> from hairbrushes, what? Hairbrushes to pens, okay, those I could understand if you were that way inclined, shape, provided the hairbrush is the handle end, um, you know. But then again, if it's stuck, then the bristles have probably got inside, which I don't know why you're using that. But pen, yeah, you can understand. Rolling pins, bit thick. <laughs> to wine glasses. What? Who's putting a... They're going to break. Which end? They'll break. They'll break. They're delicate. A wine glass? <laughs> oh, my God. Who's a t who's a t who's attempting that? Who's attempting it? A wine glass. It's thick as a use use a champagne flu thinner, surely. If you're gonna use a glassware, yeah. Wow. So there's no shortage of items that people have attempted. Experts looked into NHS data to see how many times the phrase manual removal of foreign body from rectum popped up in UK hospitals between 2010 and 2019. There were roughly 
35,000 incidents <laughs> over that time period, which has racked up 3 million in costs. Unbelievable. Get out, get out of the UK. You don't want to be taxpayers' money. 3 million for people shoving up fucking military bombs up their bum. 3 million in nine years. Brilliant. The researchers believe internet porn and access to sex toys could be behind the rising. No, 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 it's not. Not, not the access to sex toys. Well, no, it's not because it's, it's not. It's, it's the inaccess to them. Surely. Yeah, yeah. It's not that because it, <laughs> because they'd be using the sex toys. Surely, which you know you'd like to think you've got handles. They're designed for the job. They're per- perfect shape, for sure. I mean, I've seen a few, and they, they're about the right shape. They're certainly not a fucking wine glass. I don't see any sex toys that are shaped like wine glasses, put it that way. No. So, don't be putting that up, but yeah. So it's not access, is it? It's the fact that they're dirty. So, the Royal College of Surgeons of, of England said, thankfully, most patients were able to remove objects within 24 hours thanks to anaesthesia. However, there are some who require hospital stays for more than a day. I mean, that caps it off, but... Come on. This guy. I mean, I'm... Um... I mean, well, we've already had, haven't we? We had the, um, a couple of years ago, we had the vicar that fell on a potato. Mm. Um, I don't know which is more believable. He was cleaning his windows or something, or curtains, hanging curtains, wasn't he, or something, I think? Hanging curtains, the naked. Um, yeah. If there was one place you wouldn't want to be stood, yeah, would be by the window. <laughs> so he, yeah. he, should, he should have said it somewhere else. But, and again, like, within that case, he's thought, right, what, what's up high that I can say I've fallen from. And he's fucked up there because she wouldn't be hanging curtains naked. He should have said something else. He should have said he was in a loft or something like that. Yeah, you, you would be, you, but you would be cleaning naked. So that, you know, is, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hygiene. But yeah, it would be, it would be cleaning out military paraphernalia naked. Um, and definitely, definitely standing it up on its end that definitely wouldn't tip over. It wouldn't tip over, it goes straight up there. Because it would be the perfect. No, it wouldn't. It, yeah, it would, it would, be, it would oh, literally just land perfectly, perfectly vertical, straight down at that exact, that yeah. exact pinpoint where the apex meets the anus. It'd be straight. Yeah, and that's it. It's easily done. To be fair, it's yeah. easily done. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It must be. I was just, I was cooking <laughs> naked the other day, and I fell over, and Luna accidentally just went up my bum. It just, just went up. Dot. You know, like it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen, but... Apparently it does 35,000 times in 10 years. Because your base said it, didn't he, in the stand-up? He was like, somebody had found it, uh, he put a tomato ketchup bottle up his bum, and he said that he'd... Did you, did you hear this? Remember this? No. No. So he did this in one of the no. stand-ups. He said uh, one of his friends is a doctor, and he was saying that somebody had come in uh, to the, the doctors with a tomato ketchup bottle stuck up his bum. And his excuse was... Uh, he'd been out shopping and he's he'd, he'd he'd lost his house keys, so he's put his shopping on the on the on the porch outside the house, tomato ketchup in there, the, the old glass bottle, and he's seen an upstairs window open, so he's he's tried to climb up the drain pipe, and during that process, his belt and his trousers had fallen down and his pants had fallen <laughs> down, and he'd not gone very far up. But he fell back and he went up and the, the tomato ketchup went up his bum and that's why he's there. And Ricky Gervais was like, that would be more believable had the tomato ketchup bottle not got a condom on it. <laughs> 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 
why? Why has he got, why has he got a condom on it? Like, why would he bother? <laughs> Hygiene, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's your main concern when you're doing that, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, no, can't oh, go. Can't get better. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, you might catch them at. There we go. But yeah, believable. So when's this going to be out? I, I don't know. Usually it should be out this morning. Today we're recording this on Thursday evening. Usually it's out Thursday morning. I don't know when this is going to go out. We'll get it done ASAP. Um, ASAP. Which doesn't really matter me. Say- yeah, it, do- it doesn't matter me saying it because by virtue of- to you listening to it at this point, it's already out. So um, You've heard it. Yeah. It's out. So yeah. 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 That's, that's, kind of, that's like a paradox. There's also another paradox that I heard today, one of, one of my clients told me about Pinocchio's nose. Like, if Pinocchio said the word, my nose is going to grow, that would break the whole system. Because if it grew, then it would be, a, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it's useless, it's useless. I need to stop talking, get off this podcast, like, share it, fucking put it on feeds and walls and Subscribe. load it up. put it on your wall. Up. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. Put yeah. it on your wall. <laughs> yeah. All that jazz. Um, all of that, yeah, cool, right. And next week, next week we'll be together. We'll be doing it together next week. So there we go. We will, we will, we will.